Hey, Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to season six of the Tell Me About It podcast. This season, we are so excited to bring you more chats about where real life meets the gospel of Jesus. And stay tuned as this season, we are bringing you even more special guests. Plus a brand new mini series on Jesus, what he means to us and the specific words he spoke while here on earth. If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first five seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you rated us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A nuggets with us and and let's let's get this party started. said. Uh, my name is Riley Young. Um, I've been on here before. Maybe my voice sounds familiar from that. Probably not, but um, I've had the privilege of knowing Liz for quite some time, and Sarah is married to my wonderful cousin Hunter. I'm sure y'all know him. Cousin-in-law. And yeah, yeah. So um, I'm a youth leader, and so I know a little bit about Jesus, I guess. But, um, sounds so I'm here confident. to uh, talk more about Jesus, so that's exciting. It's my name is Taylor Leach. Uh, I'm a registered nurse. Uh, I've known most of this crew since probably high school, I guess. Uh, kind of reconnected with them over the last few years. Um, I have a little bit of a different background than, than some, but uh, I really just enjoy being around this crew and uh, just spending time talking about Jesus. Taylor. And a lot of other things. Too. <laughs> By the way, we're not liable for anything said in this conversation. They may or may not represent the views of Chosen Girl. <laughs> Y'all already know to not come at us. Like, we're too fragile for that. So. Y'all, don't act you. Let's go. Yes, literally. Hey guys, I'm Justin. Um, I'm an accountant for an engineering company. Uh, I've known Sarah and Liz for quite a while. Um, and I'm really looking forward to talking about Jesus with you guys. Woohoo! That's Justin. Shelby? Mmm, thank you. That's beautiful. Um, my name's Shelby. Um, I'm a therapist in training. Um, we've been friends for, um, like, seven to eight-ish months now, so not that long. Um, but I've loved Jesus all my life, so I'm excited to, excited to talk. Poor Shelby just got thrown in like head first into our friend group by, and I love this story. Uh, I didn't know this, but this was like her second date with our friend DJ. They come to our house for Hunter's surprise birthday party, which she did not know was a birthday party. And we played hide and go seek in the dark. So she's just wandering around a stranger's house in the dark. And it hits me, like, as we're all bumping into each other in the darkness in my home, and I was just like, are you okay? Like, this is my first time meeting you. But I think that that's why we're all so close now, is because we were just, like, just some mild hazing oh, sure. in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. That all came after a, a long game of charades. So. <laughs> yes. You guys made that as easy as possible. So. Just, it's almost like yeah. speed dating, though, with friends. <laughs> like, that's literally oh, yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I'm next. Um, my name is DJ. Um, I've met most of everyone here at church and then was brought by brought to the rest of them through Riley and Justin and a couple of the church. Um, I'm a case manager at Volunteer Behavioral Health. Been there almost a year now. Um, and like everyone else said, I love Jesus and uh, <laughs> excited to talk about him. Cool, thanks. I'm Hunter. I'm Sarah's husband. Uh, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all know him from the pod. Like, I think you were on, was it this 
third season I that did, you I and did. I did the car convo? I think it was. Oh, yeah, season. we did a That's car convo. That's one of our first listen to episodes. And then we also, I did, I was on like the dating one or uh, That's what the it relationship was. one. Yeah, yeah, we talked about relationships in the car. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. That's As right. we just drove around our yeah. city. okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to count it. And I'll stick with the I'll stick with the theme and also say that I love Jesus and I'm happy to be talking about him. I guess that's a good theme though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Michaela Young and I am Riley's wife. And um I have known Elizabeth and Sarah for a very long time. Um, known them from school and then also um known Sarah by church and through Hunter. Um, and I am a 4-H agent in DeKalb County um, as of last October, and that is a total God thing um, for my life just because I have a job where I can express my creativity and still teach, but um, just get to do all the things that I love. So that's a little bit about me. Thanks, Michaela. Yeah. Now, y'all have heard us talk so many times about how um, Sarah and Hunter and I all met on the same day, but Michaela and Riley were both with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know you've heard, you may have heard the story once before, but um, Sarah's sweet grandmother, Moby, came up and was like, now which one of y'all boys single? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Still Magnolias, the movie, I feel like it's a lot of my life. Like, just people matchmaking yeah. and like pimento cheese and just lots of southern old people. That's literally my life. But yeah. here we are, 10 years later. Yes, it, it, it will be 10 years in June, and I'm, I'm shook, honestly, by that. But, guys, this is the community that we've talked about being so thankful for. And if you don't have one, like we say, pray for it. Ask God, you know, send me my people or show me my people, because I truly believe we're supposed to have community with each other. So this is it. This is going to be raw. Y'all always talk about how you're like, y'all are so authentic, and I love how you don't edit anything, y'all. We don't know any other way to be. So, um, and we don't edit because I'm, I'm not good at it. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't edit because everybody's like, who uh, produces your podcast? I'm like, me and Liz, honey, like we, we're a two woman show, but, um, we've been really excited to talk about this in a group discussion because we've been building up with reading the words in red in the gospels going through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If y'all haven't caught up, they're like the past, they'll be within the past like six or seven episodes. Mm -hmm. And y'all know we talked about this two weeks ago and had some of our other friends send in voice bites, but really, you know, so many people have been burned by religion or may have a bad taste in their mouth about church, but rarely have I ever seen anyone have a bad interaction with Jesus or have anything bad to say about Jesus himself. And as we studied the words in red, we learned some profound things that really maybe tradition has kind of gotten us off track as a whole with the reputation of the Big C Church. And I think that a lot of us in our generation are just trying to get back to the roots of what did Jesus say and then how do we represent that to others and implement that in our own personal lives. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, we're just going to kind of popcorn around and, and guys, we all have a lot to say. We're a very spirited group. Um, and we love discussion. We've got into some really awesome and weird discussions, but the big question is who is Jesus to you personally in your own life? Um, so if anybody wants to take the lead on that, they already know what Liz and I got to say, but y'all know we got, we got more to say too. So, so. I, I guess I can start. Uh, I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would. I think we all knew. We were, yeah, we all just we looked at We all like to look at you. Like, okay. Uh, so, I would, I would preface this with saying, this is who I think, this is who I want Jesus to want. Like, I want Jesus to be in my life. Um, but here recently, um, Maverick City Music won phenomenal. If you've never really listened to them, you should. Worth the listen. Totally. Um, but we were introduced to a song called Gyra. And the, the song claims, and it says, Gyra, you're enough. And looking up the word, if you look to it, um, in the book of Genesis, um, we see that Abraham names the place where he bound Isaac, um, Jehovah Gyra or Yahweh Yaira. And it means that, like, God will provide. And so I think, you know, for me, um, as I sing that song at church, I want that to be true. Like, I want that to be who Jesus is to me. Because I think so often, um, 
I don't truly get that reality. Um, we live in a culture that really pushes that you need more. Um, that's, I mean, that's consumerism, that's marketing. Like, you need the next best thing, you need more. You need a bigger house, you need more friends, you need more status, you need more money. And, uh, it, I don't know, it's just hard some days constantly feeling like you're not enough yeah. or you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. But it's like when we look at God and we look at Jesus and we say, you are enough, it's like, wow, if, if I could live in that freedom, like, how much better life would be. Like, I don't need to worry about the shoes on my feet or um, the car I'm driving to and from work. It's just, if, if everything else was taken away, I would want to be able to say that Jesus is enough. And that's what I'm working towards. I'm not there by any means. Um, being a type 2, if you're an Enneagram person, Are we talking um, about it? I constantly feel like I need to be loved. I need to be needed. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not about us. It's not about anything we have. It's just about acknowledging that all we need is Jesus. And so um, that's who Jesus, it's who I want Jesus to be to me. So That's a great answer. That's a word. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, y'all were nervous about us asking you, like, probing <laughs> questions. Here we go. Um, can I ask you, like, you say that's who you want Jesus to be. And I think that we all, like, we're all late, mid to late 20-somethings. <laughs> As we all collectively gag. But uh, we're pretty much zillennial culture, like millennials, but uh, like on the back end of Gen Z as well. And so we are kind of like guinea pigs and culture in American culture and the social culture that we live in with constantly being shown things that would make us feel inadequate or feel like what we have is inadequate, which is why I feel like retail and so many other marketing, like consumerism is so huge. Even, I mean, not only with like not feeling enough internally, like with confidence and self-esteem and things like that, but also with actual physical belongings as well. So you say that that's who you want Jesus to be to you. How can how would you suggest that we actively pursue that enoughness and more than enough that that Jesus is? Like how can we stay grounded in that when a world the world around us is constantly throwing at us like no you need more of this or you don't have enough. Hmm. I think a lot of it goes to kind of an issue of identity. Um, We put a lot of our identity and our self-worth in those things that are marketed to us. And we put a lot like, you know, I think about it like, like the way I dress, right? That becomes part of my identity. Um, Y'all can't see me right now. I'm wearing my typical outfit. I wear running shorts a lot. Like I like shorter shorts and I get made fun of for that. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's it's like that thing has become a little part of my identity, And so when you look at the larger scale of we identify even others, we put labels on other people based on what they have or what they can do, what skill sets they possess, we look so much into that identity. And so for us, and like for me, it's like I have to remind myself that my identity lies in Jesus alone. Like God defines who I am. God defines what my worth is. And if I can stay focused on that, all those other things, right, they become irrevel- irrelevant because it doesn't, Christ never looked to the person with the most money. If anything, he looked to the people with less. He That's never true. looked to the best speakers or the best teachers. He looked to just those who were willing, those who were ready to be humble, those who came to be a servant just as he came to be. And... I don't know, putting our identity in that just isn't as easy, though, for some reason, because there's so much. Jesus is often a quiet voice, and it feels like the world's screaming at us something totally different. And so if you're not listening for that and reminding yourself intentionally that God's enough, you're only ever going to hear you're not. Mm-hmm. And Do so you... it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That, that's... So true. Identity is a huge part of what we talk about at Chosen Girl as like a foundational 
principle that you have to be aware of. DJ, you had something. Yeah, uh, I like I one hundred percent agree with that, and I think something that like and with much of anything is like consistency, like continuously telling yourself you are enough and focusing more and more on making be like like Riley said, being intentional with it and like getting in the word and praying and stuff. And I mean that's like I mean that's what I'm sure if you know people are listening to this, it's something we all struggle with at some point is being consistent in the word and through prayer and stuff and it's like, you know, like we all like to work out and stuff occasionally. Um, but like you don't go to the gym one time and the next day you have like you've lost all of your goal weight and you have a perfectly fit body like it's it takes time you go each day you get consistent with yeah unfortunately not everybody's like laughing yeah, yeah. yeah. At the same but time. you know you're consistent with it like you may like oh i'm really tired one day i'm gonna take the day off but you get right back to it the next day you get back on it and, and consistently over time you, you start to lose weight or get a whatever it may be and i think it's the same way when it comes to with like how you view yourself and, and how you prioritize God as and, and Jesus as, as you know someone so important in your life to uh, like to me as I look at Jesus as like my role model like someone I strive to be like um, so just being intentional daily being consistent and trying to uh, to be in the word and and uh, pray more to like I said make him my role model I heard one time uh like live life as if Jesus is like physically like right beside you like yeah if you're going down the road like and Jesus is in your passenger seat and someone cuts you off like you're not going to yell at them if Jesus is physically sitting there right so live life like that and and you know that's helped me a lot to anytime someone's upset me or, or whatever I'll be like well if Jesus was right here I wouldn't do anything so I better not and so, yeah, like Riley said, and just being consistent and intentional. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'll even double down on what you guys said about, like, the whole you are enough concept. And I think that that's a term that's really thrown around, not in just Christian culture, but mainstream culture as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you're enough, you're enough, you're enough. Well, like, for me, and, and I know that this is what you guys, don't let me put words in your mouth or assume, but... But the only reason I am enough is because of Christ. Like, in my own adequacy, like, I'm not adequate. Like, if I'm relying on my own strength, on my own wisdom, on my own knowledge of anything or skill set, talent, any of that, I'm not going to measure up. And I think that that's where a lot of people really get lost in culture is they're, they're thinking that they're strong enough. And to an extent, they are. But in my opinion of what I've lived out, there have been so many times in my life where I've had to tap into, like, you look back on hard times and dark seasons, and you're like, how did I get through that? It was literally Christ strengthening you. Like, the Word talks about how He works best with weakness. He works best with broken things. And that's a lot of who Jesus is to me, too, as an advocate, which is what I talked about a couple episodes ago. Does anybody else want to? Oh, Michaela. Sorry, girl. Hey. Um, I would say Jesus to me, um, there's two things I feel like he represents to me and it may just be because of the season of life that I'm in right now. Um, but he represents like a pathway and freedom to me. Um, I kind of mentioned earlier how like I'm in a new job and so I feel like that was a God thing. Um, just because You know, I was kind of stuck in a rut with my old job and kind of, like, wondering, like, God, is this where you want me to be and, you know, all of those things. And um, God kind of opened this door to this new new job. And in that time, um, I had applied for another job and didn't hear anything back. And so I kind of felt kind of discouraged and kind of let down because, you know, at first I was like, I really don't want to, you know, do this job anymore. I really want to find something else. But God kind of, you know, made me step back a minute and, like, kind of reevaluate where I was and why, like, why I wanted to, like, have a different job or, mm-hmm. um, you know, that sort of thing. But um, one of the things I feel like that got me through it um, a lot, I love music. And, like, I feel like God speaks to me through music and listening to different kinds of musics and things, but there was a song specifically uh, called Something Has to Break 
by Red Rocks Worship, Kiera Sheard, and Essential Worship. Um, but I just, every time I would feel like I didn't know the path that God had for me or just kind of felt um, in a rut or kind of just like bogged down and weighed down, I would listen to this song and like just kind of sing it over myself. Um, but some of the lyrics is, I believe you'll lead me through it. I believe you'll get me to it. I believe that you will do it right now. Something has to break. And so I'll just, it just sings that over and over and over. And I feel like sometimes in our life, um, like we get so bogged down, so chained down that we just feel like we have to stay there. And that, you know, it doesn't, it can't come off of us because it's too heavy. Um, but I really liked this song and what it had to say with something has to break. Like no matter like what it is, like like something has to break to have to have those chains fall off. So, you know, things in your life that are holding you down, um, even though you feel like, you know, God is is not there, God doesn't, you know, take things away, he does by breaking things and I don't know, I just think it's really good how God takes care of us and mm -hmm. leads us down the path that he would have us to go and you know sometimes those paths you know don't work out as we planned or you know we set out on a path and say okay this is where God wants mm -hmm. me to go but um, then he has a little fork for you to go down and mm -hmm. it's better than the path that you know you're originally on so. it works like that that's, that's such a great perspective because I feel like everyone's had a moment where they've been in a rut of some sort and um, and my question for you is how did you keep such a um, I guess the, the best posture you know just faith during that season while you're in the rut while you're in the waiting knowing that God's calling you to something else and you're just sitting there um, so what kept you in the best faith but also how can we support those who are in that season mm -hmm. when we're not in that season personally? Yeah. Um, my thing that got me through it was just knowing that God was in it and he was mm -hmm. in the waiting. Mm -hmm. And that, like, my whole prayer was if, if I'm supposed to have this job, God open this door to this job. Or if I'm not, God open my eyes to the job that I have now mm -hmm. and, like, help me to love it again, you know? Um, so that was my... Um, my biggest thing with with that and just being in the moment and being like either way God's got me yeah. and it's all going to be okay and I think mm -hmm. for people who are also going through that just reminding themselves even though it's hard you know in that season and while you're going through it like God has got this even though you feel like he may not he, ha he does and if you need that reminder like surround yourself with people who are like it's going to be okay you will be good I promise <laughs> like he'll get you through it one way or another right but yeah just like what, what you just said reminded me of something that brother Isaac told me one time like because I, I was talking to him about like going into the ministry and picking the seminary I was going to go to and and I was like like one of my biggest concerns was like what if I go to the wrong, like, seminary? What if I choose the wrong place? And, like, as, I mean, Brother Isaac was on here not too long ago. Oh, yeah. You guys know his personality a little bit off of that. But, like, he just looked at me, and he's like, okay, but, like, who are you? Like, mm -hmm. compared to, like, the Almighty God, how could you, like, by picking the wrong seminary, mess up his plan? Yeah. And, like, like you said, like, no matter what, God is, like, God is going to be with you. So, like... Maybe I do pick the wrong seminary, but like that's it's not Holy. gonna mess up God's plan. Yeah, yeah. Like God has a plan for me at that seminary. Like no matter what happens, God's ultimate will will be done, mm -hmm. and God's gonna be there along the way. Whether it's I make a mistake or I have to take a step back or like you said, you know, sometimes like you got you said you didn't get the first job right that you applied for, right. and like yeah. you know, look at you now. Now you love your job, and so it's mm -hmm. just a. That's a good point to th to think about. Sometimes it's God is closing the door, but it's it's for something much better. Mm -hmm. Raleigh, you had something to add to that? Yeah, going off what Liz had asked, like if you're not in that season, 
how can you like encourage someone or what would you say to someone in that season? We just looked at in the youth group um, the story of the disciples uh, in the boat with Jesus and the storms going on. Mm-hmm. And we looked at that passage and when we were talking to the kids, I had these two images um, and one was like a storm in the distance and everyone, most people love a storm in the distance, even if you're terrified of storms. There's something so like majestic and powerful of like the storm and the lightning and the wind, mm-hmm. like seeing it in the distance. And at that time, it's cool. But when the storm is hitting your house, it's scary. Yeah. And, you know, I think so often it's so easy for us when we see people in the storm, like we can encourage them, like, yeah, God's got you, and he can calm the storm and all that stuff. That when we're in it, though, we don't have that perspective. Yeah. So remind your friends, like, to think about their perspective. Mm-hmm. To remind themselves, like, yeah, maybe you are in this storm. Mm-hmm. But also at some point that storm's going to blow away. Mm-hmm. And so, but reminding them, like, the reason this seems so big to you right now is just because you're in the middle of it. Like, you've seen other people go through storms. You've seen them in the distance. You've seen them in other people's lives. And you've seen God move. Mm-hmm. And so if you know that God can calm that storm, why can't he calm yours? Mm-hmm. And so just giving people that change of perspective, mm-hmm. I think, helps a lot. And that goes back to what Sarah said earlier about, you know, praying for those to be around you, like your mm-hmm. friend group and the peers that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that's good. I love how you said that Jesus was a path to you. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I just wish you would give us, like, a map, a, a yeah. more specific <laughs> map, but, yeah. like, that's literally where faith comes in. Yeah. Like, faith is hoping for what you can't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's Jesus to anybody else? I love how every answer is different, like, literally across the board. Mm-hmm. The red just goes up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I don't care. I know you would. Uh, so Jesus has been a bunch of different things to me throughout my life. I feel like each stage, like, he becomes something more. Um, I feel like the past couple of years for us, like, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Sarah, has been pretty challenging. Like, we've had to make some pretty big decisions, and uh, there's just been a lot that we've went through personally. And I feel like through the past, like, two years, I've had to call Jesus, like, my friend, because and I'll, I'll get to a while later uh my counselor and then like a peacekeeper and uh so like all three of those really stand out to me uh, friend because I feel like me and him had some really deep challenging like conversations like uh, I feel like a lot of people go through like this stage in their life where they don't like like my faith never like was shaken but like I definitely had questions for God like I asked I asked a lot of questions and like I feel like he was a friend because he was able to answer those questions and we weren't able to like we didn't ever part ways you know so we were able to have a conversation and then me get some some clarity out of it in a way that made us closer so like he took some things that we went through and made me closer to him um and, like, with counselor, like, he's just always beside me. So, like, I can, like, anytime I'm down, like, that's who I want to talk to. And that's who I want to pray to. And just, like, I don't know. I feel closer to him than I have lately. Uh, and then with uh, Peacekeeper, I feel like I'm very easily angered. <laughs> uh, I get frustrated. So <laughs> I get frustrated really quickly. And uh, I've had to rely on him a lot and give him, like, some anxieties and some difficulties that I've faced uh, to help me out in the peacekeeping area and and really just, like, give him some stuff. And I feel like he's kind of relieved my my anxieties and, and the difficult questions that I did have. He's kind of answered those for me here lately. That's so good. Mm-hmm. I can see that difference in you two along the course of our, like, dating and then married relationship. Like, that's been really cool to see that grow. You're no longer, like, that angry character on Inside Out. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. You were never like that. You were never like that. 
think sometimes we um, kind of maybe remember how much um, the growth that happens and we don't always get to see it. Like those around us can, can clearly see it. <coughs> God sees it. But um, that his, his faithfulness and his willingness to come beside us and when it's when it's easy and when it's um, difficult and good times and bad through the through the storms and through the you know sunshine rainbows, he's he's there with us every point of the way, and every moment we get to um, we pick up a little bit more of him to share, and I think the more the closer we draw to him, the more we are sharing even without noticing. I think you begin to see that um, as you get closer to God, people you just people begin to gravitate towards you. Yeah. And, uh, it's the love of God just pouring out of you, but it's just because of your faithfulness and drawing close to God and He's calling you near. All right, who's next? Don't be shy now, y'all. Liz will call somebody <laughs> out. No, I'm just kidding. What is that girl? Up next. Hey, Shelby. Hey, you're welcome. Um, I think when I was thinking about this question, like, I just kept having, um, words pop into my head and so like the first ones that came up for me were like redemption um and restoration um and I think like kind of echoing what you guys have said I think that that's relevant to like my season of life um it's just I've had a couple years that have been pretty hard the last couple years and honestly things that I was just like I can't I'm such a planner and such an organizer and I like to get things done as soon as possible and so um I think leaning into that like God has really called me to like slow down and accept the process of things and accept that things take time and like yeah. commit to the faith of that um and I think of those words just because like I can look back now and look at things that I wasn't sure I could see myself out of and see like such beautiful things that he's brought from it and mm -hmm. like amazing experiences and like things that I probably was like shaking my fists and asking like why God and why would you do this to me and like I'm just I think I'm so grateful for those words because he doesn't let the things that are like hard on us win in our lives and he turns them into something really um like amazing and that we can learn from him and learn more about him in those things and so I think that that's I think that's where I am mm -hmm. I think that it's awesome that, like, we serve a God that, like you said, like, that we can have words with, mm -hmm. you know, like, that we can ask questions to, and we can, we can see his difficult, like, the difficulties that he had, and then we can, like, relate to in our own lives, so I think it's, mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know that you see that in, uh, like, a lot of different religions, mm -hmm. like, somebody that, I feel like it just is the way it is, but, like, with God, like, I feel like he wants you to ask questions and he wants you to be in a conversation with him and have difficult like thoughts and, and work things out with him instead of just believing something that, that you've always been taught just because you go to church, you know, like that, that's not the way to have a, a good relationship with God. You need to have a relationship with God because you have a relationship with God, you know, like don't just have a relationship because your parents had a relationship or your yeah. grandma had a relationship, mm -hmm. but like mm -hmm. you actually have to talk and you have to be a part of the relationship to have a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll say like those kinds of people, like the grandparents and things like that, like they can help lay that foundation, yeah, but it's your sure. job to build that right. house. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Girl. Yeah. That's good. Metaphor. <laughs> we do. Yeah. I was listening to Levi Lesko today and he was talking about how, how profound it is that we serve a God who says, I am love. Like, I'm not just loving, like, I am love. And how at the time when, you know, Christianity was somewhat new and Jesus had descended and the the church was being built on Peter and all the disciples and, and their work and, and telling the gospel, that it was so profound to people that Jesus was compassionate. Like, it was shocking. Mm -hmm. And that God was so kind and loving. Because, I mean, I'm sure when you think of the word, like, Zeus, you don't think, wow, what a loving God. <laughs> you know, but, like, you know, there were so many, like, 
uh, like polytheism and, and there's all the Greek gods and, and all the customs that were in different religions and paganism and things going on at that time in the Roman Empire. And they were, it was a really profound uh, sermon. So if y'all go back, it's, I think it's the April 11th or whatever the Sunday is before Easter. I don't know the date, but um, it was that sermon. And they were talking about how at that time, like it was just custom. Like if you, if you wanted to have a child that was a boy and you happen to have a girl, you know, just leave it out on the street. And, you know, this is really graphic, but they, they would die you know or be taken or I mean not be in good conditions and the Christians were known at that time to roam the streets like every morning every night and go find the children and they were the ones literally showing love and it was shocking to everyone else talking to Liz about that a little bit today about how it was so profound the things that they were doing and I think that if we all focus on, like, who is Jesus to us personally, like, not what the tradition is, not what church customs that you practice, which are still important and sacred, and, and I love tradition, and I love honoring things like that, but when you think about it personally, it changes everything mm-hmm. when it comes to who, who, what is the nature of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we've been talking about, like, the relationship and the person, like, the personal nature of it. And, like, Hunter had used the term, you know, Jesus' friend. You know, it's kind of, it really does change the perspective of, though, when you think of God in that way. Because if you simply rely on someone else's relationship with God for you, it can only ever get as deep as that relationship. So it's, it's kind of like, right, like, I met... I met you, Sarah, through Hunter, and at the time, you were my friend because you were Hunter's girlfriend. Yeah. So, you know, if Hunter wasn't in the picture, we wouldn't really have a relationship. Uh, Or if y'all's relationship fell apart, it would impact my view of you because I would only ever know who Sarah was Mm. because of Hunter. Yeah. And we do that so much with God, it's we only ever get... The little bit of what maybe grandma said or mom said, like this was their relationship. And so you, you have this watered down kind of knowledge of them, but you don't get the full impact until you have that friendship. Yeah. And I even think like pastor too, like you can't just rely on a relationship with God, like through your pastor, Mm -hmm. because like pastors can fail you like, or like churches as a whole, like you can't just rely on your relationship with God through, like Riley says, an individual. Uh-huh. Like, you've got to build that yourself. So that's really good. I like that. It makes me think of a slightly funny story about my, my dad and my grandmother. Um, when my, my dad didn't always, didn't always know the Lord, and he went to Bible college and came back to Arkansas and told my grandmother all about his schooling and stuff, and... He bought her this this large print leather Bible that she loved so much in because her eyes were failing her. And so, like, for the first time, I don't know if that's really the first time in her life, but the first time in a long time, she started, like, picking up her Bible on a regular basis to read because it was easier for her to physically read. And the next time my dad, you know, gave her a call and, like, went or went to visit, she was like, you know... They're not preaching out of the Bible out of church. And I was like, she would laugh at that story, but it's like you do, if you were just taking the words of others at face value, mm-hmm. um, and you can, and God does not contradict Himself, um, and the Holy Spirit is here to be our advocate and to guide us. And so, if what you were reading is not matching up with what you were hearing, then that is a red flag for you. Mm-hmm. But um, don't just rely on the words of others. God is not afraid of your questions or your emotions or your fears or anything else. He is happy to um, to provide those answers. And sometimes it's a wait, and sometimes he sends a person along to help you get a better understanding. But um, never be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. That's I, good. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're I feel good. Like I'm talking. If I'm talking too much, just stop. Never. <laughs> it's okay. Right? Go ahead. Um, just going off what you said though just like a little personal experience that just happened today um so you know 
teaching the youth, typically I feel like God kind of shows me where we need to be. And so we've gone through several different books of the Bible and had several different topics. But here in the past couple of weeks, I have told, I've told my students, I don't know where we're going. Like, I just don't feel like God is saying, Riley, teach them this. And I was a little concerned because I was like, why am I not hearing where you want me to be? And so I was thinking about some stuff the other day, and I had a thought spawn in my head, and I was like, maybe we should look at relationships here soon. Oh. I was like, we've not done that for a while. I have a kind of a new influx of children. It'd be a good thing to talk about. And, and then I kind of brushed it off. So I was like, oh, I don't know. And so I left, and I went to my favorite coffee shop, Button Willow and Smithville. Shout out to you. You take yes. my whole paycheck. We love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I ran into a lady from my church there. And I said hi to her. She's the sweetest lady ever. Mm-hmm. And she came up to me. She's like, Raleigh, I just want you to know. She's like, I just, I've been watching this video series online. And this pastor, he does this video segment over Genesis 2 and 3. And it's this, he does this beautiful way of talking about relationships and like how God designed relationships in the Bible. And to be a great resource. Like, I don't know. She's like, uh-uh. you can take it or leave it. I don't know if you'll ever use it. And so I was like, funny enough. I've been needing some confirmation from somewhere mm-hmm. of where to go, and you just told me a resource. So, um, you know, like, God really will, mm-hmm. like, provide, and he does it in such the smallest ways. Again, just through a, through a sweet lady at the coffee shop, God gave me confirmation. But, like, you have to be looking for it. Yeah. Like, and so, but he really will answer when you call. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just not super obvious. Yeah. So just, and, it's a cool thing. And on the flip side of that, sometimes you are the person giving confirmation to someone and you don't even know. Yes. Like, have you ever been in that moment where you're like, I feel like I need to go tell this person something, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to take it really weird. I just, now it's my custom, like, take it or leave it. This is what I feel like I need to tell you. Mm-hmm. And just leave it. <laughs> Let the Lord deal with the rest of it. Like, I held up my end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. That literally happened to me today. Like, I, oh, I felt like I needed to say something to someone, and it wasn't even, like, anything like super religious per se like I just felt like I need to tell this person like that they are just a light to me and I don't even know this person that well but every time I see them it really uplifts me and so I just felt in my spirit like you need to tell her like you need to tell her and so I I saw I knew that I was gonna be seeing her today and she was like okay girl have a good one I was like oh one more thing and I was like, Sarah, why you got to make it so weird? But like, she just got so teared up and was like, thank you so much for taking the time to tell me that. And, and we're going to be talking, we actually have an episode coming up because you guys are always wanting to uh, ask us, how do I share the gospel? Like, so maybe we should have you guys back. Like in all stages, it's weird in high school. It's weird in college, but different. It's weird in your adult life, but different. Like all of it is, it kind of builds on one another, but there are, are questions and I it was so nice to have mentors and I wish I would have had more mentors in my life to let me know like how do I need to tell people about Jesus but it's really like showing them with your life and I think too like so many of y'all have said things like things about making decisions Riley you talked about it with what you were going to teach the youth DJ you talked about it with seminary and choosing the school and and I think that God has given us all awesome minds to use that when by ourselves it may not be adequate but when linked up with him like he's given us the critical thinking skills and also the holy spirit to match together and do life like literally just make decisions and and a lot of that is trusting him too but we've got about five or ten minutes ish left that literally doesn't mean anything in chosen girl time sure um (laughs) Do we need to add anything else about who is Jesus to us? Sure, I can go. Justin! <laughs> yes! We're all just looking at just like... <laughs> so, so this kind of goes along with some of the things that we've been discussing tonight. But um, what I kind of feel like Jesus is to me is peace. Like, if you've ever met somebody who just like lives in the peace of Jesus, like they just like exude this light. Yes. And... Like, when you have to make a big decision or you're going through, like, the situation, like, to just have that peace is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, you don't always feel it, but, like, 
to, to just get to a point where you do live in that, just always have that peace, and then you don't have to really worry about anything because you just know that God is there and He's got it. Mm-hmm. So then you've got, like, you know, pretty much all your worries, just cast them onto the Lord. And like I said, if you ever met somebody and it's like, oh, how can you be so calm in this situation? How can you just be so peaceful? Mm-hmm. It's like, because of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I literally had that the other day at work. Somebody asked me that, and that was my exact response. They were like, how are you so calm? Like, first of all, Jesus. Second of all, I'm doing all I can, and that just has to be enough. So. <laughs> I wish I had that so much of this is about, like, trust. Mm-hmm. And the control freak within myself says no. Yeah. 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 Like, why can't I just let go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just the human nature in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the peace of the Lord is always there. It's just it's an option. Are you gonna are you gonna accept it or not? Mm-hmm. Like Riley said earlier, are you gonna like look for it? Or are you gonna let the world be louder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that comes back to when we're talking about you know being being in the Word of God. It's hard to know the voice of someone that you barely talk to. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl. And so if you're not in the Word and you don't know you know the the sound of God's voice, like I know for me. When the Holy Spirit's talking to me, when I, I can hear it, it's different than my own voice. Okay. But that's because I've been in the Word and I've spent time with God. And, like, it's, it's you tune your ear, you train your ear just like a musician would. And um, <coughs> so I just encourage you all to, to fine-tune your ears to the sound of the Lord. Dang, Liz, I didn't wear my steel toes today. You got stuff on my toes. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm literally sitting over here. Like, What's God sound like? I'm here to And like, y'all, we're like, I don't know about you guys, but God doesn't speak audibly to me. If y'all hear His voice, like, please let me know what it sounds like. <laughs> like, is it Morgan Freeman? <laughs> like, what's going on? But like, it's more of like a, a knowing in my heart. Like, I just know it. And someone uh, asked me one time. They're like. How do you know it's God? And I was like, first of all, just spending time with God. Like, that's, I know that's a churchy answer, but it's the truth. And second of all, I know it's not me. So, like, an example of that. There's something that I feel the Lord leading me to do that I do not want to do. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, Lord, you're kidding me right now. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, you were not telling me to do that. Because if it were my choice, I'd be like, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I ain't doing that. So it's always kind of like, I know that wasn't my idea or that yeah. thought wasn't my own thought. And so if it's something that's like more of an ushering in my spirit, in my heart, that I'm like, I know I couldn't have come up with that on my own, then I'm like, that's the Lord. Yeah. That's true. I think mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to practice. Like, I think we ascribe the term meditation to like, like Hinduism or like Buddhism. Yeah. Like I know my mom... Growing up, I love you, Mom. Um, but they were a little um, protective. Um, but, you know, like, as I've gotten older, I realized, like, to take the time to meditate and to reflect and think is very scriptural. Like, it's very clear within scripture. We just don't like to use that word. But, like, kind of like listen to what you've said, Sarah. Like, take the time to meditate and reflect and see how God talks to you because... Like, Liz has a different way. Sarah has a different way. And, like, you know, for me, I kind of feel like sometimes when God's showing me something, you know, like, in, like, a movie scene where, like, someone's paranoid and everywhere they turn, they see the thing that they're scared of or, like, they're afraid of. Not that I'm fearful of it when it happens, but, like, to me, that's what it is. It's, like, I think of something and then I see it here. Then I see it here. It's, like, God is just, like, throwing things in my face. Everywhere I turn, he's, like, don't forget. Don't forget. Hey, like... And I'm like, okay, I hear you. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm, it's never audible, but it's it's very obvious. And so, but again, you have three different people with three different ways, and God is limitless. So, like, mm-hmm. how is he speaking to you? Like, think about it, because that's a really cool thing. And it'd be really interesting to hear other people, like, comment and see how, how God speaks to different people in different ways. It's a really, that could be a podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd say one thing that, like, helped me to kind of understand, I mean, not fully, because Lord knows I can't, but, like, to understand God's point of view, like, on my life and on my problems and things like that, um, I was reading a book one time, and it challenged me to write a letter to God. 
And so I wrote a letter to God, and then I turned the page, and it said, Now write a letter from God to yourself, like talking about those issues that you just wrote about. And so it kind of made me see, like from his point of view, like how small my problems are and like how he has got them covered and, you know, all that sort of thing. So if you've never done that, I challenge you to do that because it's kind of eye-opening and um, just kind of, you know, just an interesting thing to do. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Does anybody else feel led to say anything else? We're all like making gestures yeah. at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like lots of smirks, like yeah. process of elimination. I, <laughs> um, I kind of, I, I see God kind of piggybacking off of what Hunter and Justin have said. Um, to me, more recently over the last few years, kind of as a like a comforter and a friend. Um, I think growing up. You know, growing up in the church, sometimes you have this view of God as being just this like all-powerful being who's just kind of, you know, he sees, he hears everything, but you kind of struggle to see him as just like being a personal, uh, personal God. And uh, just through different struggles over, I don't know, since, since I was a teenager, I guess, um, he's kind of like, been tapping me on the shoulder like hey I'm still here you know I've got you just talk to me um, uh, and he's just kind of he's used people around me to show me that too uh, I know I've had multiple conversations with Riley uh, during tough times and uh, he's used people like Riley to help show me you know that he's there with you all the time, um, he cares about even the little things, and uh, it's just, I don't know, he kind of brings, related to what Justin was saying, just a sense of peace, and, uh, you know, there's been times when I would just kind of go to, like, my own little quiet place, sort of, and just, I don't, I don't want to ever say that I question God, but I was always kind of like, you know, why, you know, why this, why now? And uh, at the time, I didn't really hear an answer, but then over, over the course of time, um, different periods of time, he just kind of showed me little pieces, like each and every day, that showed me, hey, this is not what I had planned for you. I've got something bigger for you. And even with, uh, more recently, uh, my job, um, I love my job. I love being a nurse, but what I'm doing now is not what I originally planned to do. And uh, I was kind of just—I don't—I don't know who mentioned being stuck in a rut earlier, but um, I just—I felt like I was stuck. Like mm-hmm. that was—that was it for me. And uh, I had some opportunities to talk to uh, other employers and didn't really hear anything on what I wanted, like the timing that I wanted it to be. And so I was kind of like, well, you know, it is what it is. I'm just going to use this time to focus on myself and, you know, doing what he wants me to do in my current position. And uh, I think the more settled I got in that, he just kind of started to, like, knock over the dominoes and things started to work mm-hmm. out. And... Uh, um, I've had the opportunity to uh, do a lot of things because of him that I didn't think I would be able to do. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of uh, just he's kind of gotten to be a more personal God for me, I guess you would That's say. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love the imagery of knocking over the dominoes because it mm-hmm. really does happen like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why is it like I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in a rut. I feel like there's this timer in my like this ticking of like mm-hmm. why is this taking so long or what's wrong with you mm-hmm. and it's so hard just to wait and trust mm-hmm. yeah but hindsight is always twenty twenty. 
I just wish away the time. Like, okay, God, like, I'm just ready for it to, I'm ready for the breakthrough. I'm ready to know. But, like, it's the same God in the wondering and the knowing. Like, it's just faith. Uh, one of the things, yeah, I, I, almost, I hate to admit this about myself, but enough, more certain right now that this happened, but when things aren't happening the way that I hoped that they would or that I prayed that they would, especially formerly, I used to find myself in the, just in the heart of, okay, you're ready to be disappointed. Mm. And that's not, I'm not saying that that means ease or that that means comfort, that when I say, like, God wants his, like his best for me. Um, I'm not expecting, you know, yellow brick roads all the way home, but um, it, it's just not a great part. It's not a great posture for other heart to just get ready and expect God to, to disappoint you all the time. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just like, okay, I got to get to the place of, you know, this is, I'm trusting in God's plan. God, your will, not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is where you got me, I'll be here patiently, you know, and even in heartache and in the trials, just say, God, I count it all joy because mm-hmm. I know this is bringing me closer to you mm-hmm. or you're giving, you're equipping me with something to do your will later and I'm going to trust you through this. But I feel like it's it's really, mm-hmm. even in saying like, okay, just get ready to be disappointed is almost like putting up a shield yeah. and um, keeping God from, sometimes it's like putting mufflers on your ears um, so that you can't see what he's trying to uh, tell you or reveal to you mm-hmm. in a season of waiting. Yeah, so many times we think that in order to, like, make progress toward our relationship with God, we have to go and do something, but, like, he tells us just be still, you know? I think of that song, like, I look for the joy in every battle, because I know that's where you'll be. Like, I have to remind myself of that a lot. Like, it's important to to know that, you know, sometimes, like you said, you, you know, you didn't get that answer back, and you you hung in there, and then like, all of a sudden, everything started falling into place, and that's just how it is sometimes. Sometimes we just gotta wait and let God do His thing, you know, because we like to say, oh, something's not working, or my relationship is maybe crumbling a little bit. I need to go do this or that. It's like, just, just calm down. <laughs> like, be still. Let God work. Allow Him to work, and look for His work. Like, even if it's not the answer you were expecting. Uh, to, oh, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the Lord loves to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, most, I feel like most of the time it's not the answer you are expecting. <laughs> Literally. Raleigh, did you have something to say? Yeah, it's funny that DJ mentioned a song he was thinking of because I thought of the song earlier when Shelby spoke, and then we were just talking about, like, that waiting with God and being content there. I thought of the song, Yes, I Will, by Vertical mm-hmm. Worship, yeah. mm-hmm. and the first part is... You know, I count on one thing, the same God that never fails, he won't fail me now, and in the waiting, the same God that's never late, mm-hmm. or who's never late. And so it's just a good reminder. We need to remind ourselves, like, we put that time pressure on mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. or we think, but it goes on to say, like, God, like, God's never late, he's working all things out. Yeah. And so we have to remember, sometimes even, and it goes back off what DJ was saying, you know, He's working it out, and God's not late. So it's okay if there's some time. It's okay if maybe you're not where you want to be because maybe God doesn't want you there yet. Like So often we put ourselves like, well, this is my fault, but maybe God's like, just wait. I don't want you there yet. Mm-hmm. I want you to be successful, but I don't want you there yet because I want you to be successful this way. Mm-hmm. I want to get you there through this path, and that path's not quite ready. Mm-hmm. And so I love that song because, mm-hmm. and it goes on to say, yes, I will. Like, I'll still worship you mm-hmm. in that time. So just a good little reminder. Mm-hmm. Liz said something about life ain't all about yellow brick roads. Even the yellow brick road went through the dark forest. Like, you know what <laughs> And there was flying monkeys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else. Um, don't get us started on y'all know how much we love some pop culture because I'm like man they stopped that that field of the sleepy flowers and I'm like we all been through a season where we're like we're not ready to move and the Lord's like or we gotta lay down um, and you're like but God five more minutes <laughs> yes I'm the cowardly line just like talk, yawning let's talk about snooze button yeah okay DJ DJ just said let's talk about hitting the snooze button on God He's like, you done prayed for this? It's here. <laughs> you better stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Liz, I love how you say that. I was like, I saw I a shirt that. the other day online. I should have bought it for you. 
and it said, oh my gosh, it was one of your isms. I'll think of it. Oh my There's gosh. so many. <laughs> I said what I said. Oh, That's what it was. was. <laughs> I said what I said. I was like, that shirt is for Liz. I make the Liz face like every day now. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. I literally quote you to my youth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I don't, chosen girl brand should just be Liz quotes. Yes. <laughs> Half of it is. <laughs> yes. So one more thing before I know that you are trying to wrap up. But like I feel like it's kind of unspoken with us here in the room, but I don't know if it would be unspoken with our viewers. But something that everyone here like has a viewpoint of Jesus on is also that he's our savior. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. because uh, I know like when we're talking in this room, like we all know like we all know that everyone else in this room has a relationship with Jesus as he is our second year. So like if you don't have that relationship with, with Jesus, like you need to talk to someone that that's first. Yeah. Cause that like, I feel like that is the foundation. Like, mm-hmm. you know how we were talking about like the foundation of our relationships. Like that's the foundation is really having him as your rock. Mm-hmm. So, and if, you, and if you don't do what? So preach, preach. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody that you can talk to about it, like I'm sure that Sarah and Liz would love to help you out through that. So just DM them or, or you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that's, what you guys normally do, but like just, you know, reach out to somebody because. Well, and like also, I mean, we were talking about earlier, we have listeners everywhere. Like I know church gets a bad rep, but I promise you, there's a good church in your community. There are several good churches in your community. And you can't judge a church about like how one person behaves at the church because the church yeah. is made up of broken, imperfect people mm-hmm. who are all going to worship a perfect God mm-hmm. who is our Savior. And I think that it was C.S. Lewis who said, if you read the story of Jesus and you look at the gospel, you're either going to accept him as Lord or as lunatic. Like, there's no in-between. Like, you can't believe that he healed all these people and cast out these demons and lived a perfect life and died and resurrected. You you can't just, like, checks mix that truth and just believe part of it. Mm-hmm. He's either Lord or you're like, that's crazy, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It's either or. I hear a lot of people say like, now, I'm not a Christian, but I think Jesus was a really awesome guy. And I'm like, well, yeah, he was an awesome guy. But if you believe he was an awesome guy, you also have to acknowledge like he rubbed mud on this blind guy's face and he could see again. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah, and spit. (laughs) You know, so like in the book of John we we studied a couple weeks ago, it says that not even half of the things that Jesus did were written down. So, like, y'all, we don't even know the half of it, of all the things that he did. They just recorded parts of it. And that's, to me, it's almost like an ultimatum. Like, you either believe this or it's just a cool story. Or, like, I don't want to use this word disrespectfully, but, like, a fairy tale of sorts. Like, and it's not. Like, Jesus was a real person who lived. Mm -hmm. And there are, like, eyewitness accounts. So, like... It baffles me how history lines up with the Bible and all these prophecies line up with what really happened. Like, the likelihood of that happening is astonishing, and it did. And we're actually recording this on Good Friday, and uh, this whole time we've been passing around Liz's homemade sourdough bread. Oh, this is the nightstand bread that we talked about. Yes, y'all have the nightstand bread the Chosen Girl found. Yes, Hunter's like, what have you told them? <laughs> Not the they don't know everything, honey. <laughs> we recorded Surviving Quarantine. They know a lot about like the mental health journey of us having sourdough bread in our bedroom <laughs> on our nightstand. Yeah. yeah. Friends, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. So yeah, waffle house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally, every time I get together. That maybe every other time there's a realistic Waffle House journey. Last week it was Sushi Train. If y'all are near Nashville, this is not sponsored by Sushi Train, but but if they want to, but if they want to, or Waffle House, or Waffle House. If you yes. go to Sushi Train, 
It's an acceptable time. Find yourself a crazy girl. It's the only time I will give that advice. Crazy girl, <laughs> best role on that train. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. There's so some shit called to me. I was like, your wife's right there. No. It's the name of a sushi <laughs> roll, and it was amazing. <laughs> Well, thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes, y'all, we just kind of hit them with this. They're like, we don't remember y'all asking us about this. We're like, remember 11.45 last Friday? (laughs) (laughs) But guys, we hope that you have a great week. Uh, We'll be back with normal episodes and uh, a few guests Mm -hmm. to finish out the season. I cannot believe that we're already in the second half of season six. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, feel free to subscribe and rate this podcast. We, we're we fragile when it comes to mean comments, which there are very few of, but it, it warms our souls to, to hear that y'all like us. Yes. We're like, y'all like listening to us. Oh my gosh. Thank like you. Crazy, but yes. Crazy the That's right. <laughs> yes. But hope you guys have a good week. We'll see you back here next Tuesday. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girl Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.